today, um, listen, you know, I, I, and you know, as, as Vanessa was, was sharing there, talking about, you know, the, the faith that was stirred inside of her from listening to Ariel's faith. And, you know, let me tell you where that faith came from. It came from mom and dad. It came from grandma and grandpa, those that invest in their lives. And uh, so I would just say, you know, uh, and I know there's the thing that comes and says, yeah, but was it really healed, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Let me tell you where healing takes place first. Right here. Right here. And if we can get it in our heart that God's word is true, the outside circumstances will begin to change. I read this thing the other day, and it says that uh, everything's created twice. First, it's created inside of us, and then it happens on the outside. But if it can't get created inside of us first, in our faith, a believing God, believing that this is the will of God, then you know what? It's We're just not going to see it on the outside. And if we do see it on the outside, it'll probably just happen and we won't even realize it. But we look for it via faith, through faith in our heart. And so this morning, I want to try and just stir some faith today by by sharing the word. And I've got, uh, you know, uh, quite a few scriptures, but here's the thing. I don't think I'm going to read them all. I'm going to make reference. I don't have a handout. I apologize for that. Might have to get a piece of paper and write something down, or uh, maybe you can uh, check it out later. I'll try to get something out if somebody wants the verses, but uh, I would hope that you would just open your Bible. We're going to try to put them on the screen, but I don't think just seeing them at a glance one time on a Sunday morning is enough. This morning, I'm going to talk about living wisely. I think, you know, the thought, the series that I'm kind of uh, pursuing right now is uh, it's the theme of our of the church. And that's what does it look like to live life giving a life giving life? What does life giving look like in my marriage and my uh, in my job with my relationships, with my family, whatever? What does life giving look like? And so I think, you know, this theme really could pretty much go from now till eternity because that's what God calls us to do is be life-giving people and his word is a life-giving force. Let's look at Ephesians this morning, chapter 4. Now I'm going to read out of the uh, the New Living Translation. I'm going to take a minute and read a few verses and actually this is, uh, I'm going to begin in verse 17 and I'm just going to read down through here and hit a few things but the thought this morning and I'm going to pray because I want us to get a hold of this. What does it mean? What does it look like to live wisely? I don't think it's just, you know, you know, being growing a long beard and, you know, getting an old puckered look on our face and go, oh, this is what wisdom looks like. I don't do anything because it might be wrong. Wisdom is doing what the Lord instructs us, and he gives us very specific instructions. So let me start here. In verse 17, Ephesians chapter 4, it says, With the Lord's authority, actually, uh, in one of the other translations, it says, uh, by the wisdom of God. I think uh, it's uh, the New, New International Version or something says. But it says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, give no longer, uh, live no longer as the Gentiles do. Let me stop there just a second. These people, the, 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 the people living in Ephesus, this was a Gentile city. This was a, 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 a Gentile community. This is where he was. And he's telling them, don't live like the Gentiles. Now, obviously, this is our translation. Another translation uses the word unbeliever. And the thing is, is it's, it's not like, oh, they're just the whole world's unbelievers. They don't know what to believe. They just believe what they believe. And so the Apostle Paul is telling them, look, I have given you instruction. I want you to live according to the word. world. The word. Don't live according to the way the world sees it. Because the truth is, wisdom comes 
from the word. Wisdom comes from listening to the wise. And who is more wise than God? And so let me, let me go on down through here. So he says, uh, live no longer as the Gentiles or the unbelievers do, for they are hopelessly confused. It's not a criticism. It's an observation. It's an observation. Look in our world today. Those that don't believe God, that don't trust God, they believe everything that comes down the pike. Some new thing comes up and they're going, oh my gosh, this is the next horrible thing that's going to hit. Don't live as unbelievers. Live as believers. And believing in what? Believing what God says, that God is a deliverer. He's a healer. He's the one that finishes what he begins. He has started a good work in you, every single one of you. If I could come out and just put my finger right on your forehead and say, it's you, 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 you. He started a good work in you, and he is faithful to complete it. But let me tell you the factor that causes it to go off the rails. Well, I just don't know really if that can be in my life. I don't know if that could happen in me. God's promised healing to you. Why don't you and I together. Why don't we believe God? God opens doors. Well, if he was going to open doors, why didn't he do it a long time ago? Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day that God wants to work. And so let's take this as today. Let's push the, the, the past aside. Let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's be focused on today. God, what are you telling me to do today? Don't live as an unbeliever is what he's saying. Don't live like the rest of the world. He says, they are hopelessly confused. They're not bad people, but they just believe whatever they're told. Oh, and then it's like, that doesn't matter. What about this? Oh, well, I look at the word and I say, yes, this is what the word says. This verse 18, he says, they're, the world's minds, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the, from the, uh, they wander, uh, Far from the life of the life God gives because they have their minds closed and harden their hearts against him. I don't know necessarily that that is an intentional that they went today. Folks, I'm hardening my heart against God today. Today, I'm just going to close my mind. I'm just going to I'm just going to close my mind. I think what happens is it's too hard because. Basically, it's easier to believe what's in front of your face rather than what could possibly happen. How do we live wisely? By believing God, even against all odds. I think about Abraham when the scripture tells us that Abraham hoped against hope. He believed when there was nothing to believe in. He had hope when there was nothing to have hope in. Concerning what? Concerning the promise of God that I will give you a son. Yeah, well, God, have you checked the calendar lately? Look at my age. Look at my wife's age. Look at us. We are way beyond what could possibly happen in the natural. And God says, well, then good. He didn't say this, but this is my, my translation. Good. Then you won't really think that it was you doing it all along. It was God. See, that's what, when I look at Abraham's life and I say, you know, uh, you know, if you just consider if you, we're in this situation, and many of you are in different situations probably. Maybe a promise or a need or a situation that you're in, and you're wondering, when will this ever happen? Well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't meant to be. The promise of God really wasn't for me, or maybe it was, but I must have made a wrong turn somewhere along the road. Today is the day of salvation. Today, not tomorrow. When it's tomorrow, what happens when it's tomorrow? When it's the 1st of February, what happens? It'll be today again. The promises of God are for today. And we have to believe God today for what God wants to do. 
Not thinking, well, down the road one day, someday, today. What do you want me to do today? Believe me. That's where wisdom comes in. Let me tell you what wisdom is. Believe God no matter what. No matter what. But here's where we lose it. We begin to say, but what about this and this and this and this and this? And let me, I have an answer for all those. Let me tell you what it is. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But I do know that God keeps his word. And God's not bound by time. He's not limited by time. God can extend our days if he wants to. He can shorten the days of your, of your struggles if he wants to. God's not causing them. But the thing is, is how long can we stand? How long can we believe God? How long can we live wisely? Because that's what God is telling us to do. Live wisely. And as we'll read on down here a little bit, he says, consider then how you live. Consider how you live. Let me read on. Try not to preach every little thought through here. But basically that's, okay, their minds are full of darkness. Talking about the world. Unbelievers, they wander far from the life of God. Uh, the life God gives, and they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live uh, for uh, lustful pleasures uh, and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Amen? We didn't learn that stuff like that the world does. We didn't learn that about Christ. We didn't learn that in Christ or through Christ. He goes on, he says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned that the truth, the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and, de and deception. Verse 23, instead, he's saying, let's throw that off. Let's throw all that stuff off. And you know what? We might look at our life and look at someone else's life and say, well, I'm definitely not as bad as what they're describing there, it's not, it's not a contest to see who's the worst. It's not a contest to say, well, you know what? I'm not nearly as bad as that person. He's just saying, let's just, it's like, have you ever gone through your, through, you know, you're cleaning the house and you go through the bedroom and you, and you're picking up clothes and you're picking up towels out of the, the bathroom and you, and you, you wad them up and you get them in there. And it's like, you look around and there's one, pick that up and you carry it out and you put it in the hamper or you throw it in the washer. There's something inside that goes, oh, that feels much better now. I think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying, take all the stuff that we know, we didn't learn from Christ, that we know doesn't please God. The things that we know separate us and pull us further away from the promise of God. Let's take all that stuff and let's throw it away. Let's just get rid of it. Let's do away with it. He says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. That's what needs to change, our thoughts and our attitudes. See, I might think good, oh, think good thoughts, think good thoughts, mm, think good thoughts. But if my attitude stinks, those good thoughts are only, they're just short-lived. That's right, Steve, they're short-lived. They're very short-lived. And so I have to learn what the Scripture tells in Philippians, to have the same attitude in you that was in Christ, that, that even though he was in the, he was God. He was equal with God. He didn't consider it uh, something to be grasped. Look, I don't. I shouldn't have to go through this. What he did was he 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 was willing to suffer what he had to suffer because he knew God had a plan. 
And he was going forward with the plan. He saw beyond the dirty clothes and the bad mindset and the attitudes and the struggles because every, you know, we could write volumes. We could write a library of woes if we wanted to just take this room right here and just say, write all the terrible things that have happened in your life. Write down all the, the difficult and the, the things that you wish had not happened. Let's write them. Let me tell you right now, I think we could probably have a whole library filled in no time about the things that wish we wish hadn't happened. And a lot of them we'd say, I don't know why it happened. It wasn't my fault. And probably in many respects it wasn't. But it wasn't what we did. It's the way we responded. Let's respond with wisdom. And we'll look at, let me get on through here because I don't want to, I don't want to get stuck here. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, that I was just going to get stuck. He goes on and he says, instead, Phil, verse 23, instead, uh, let the, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on, put on your new nature created to be, um, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Put it on. You're just putting that on, man. Come on. You're just putting that on. That's, you, oh, he's putting on the dog right now. Look at him. He's got a big smile on. Hallelujah. Great day, isn't it? He's putting on the dog. Maybe I am. But I'd rather put on Christ and say, I believe that God is going to heal me on Friday. <laughs> I'd rather put on Christ and say, you know, my best days are in front of me. I would rather put on God and say that God never fails. Words that are spoken to us through different sources, so be it. But the fact of the matter is, is they never supersede the Word of God. This is where wisdom comes from. This is how God tells us to live. Live wisely. That's what's life-giving, is when we live wisely, not when we live out of fear, when we live out of uh, frustration, when we live out of confusion. Let's go on down. Verse 25. And he's still talking to these... Uh, he's still talking to these... Uh, uh, Ephesians, uh, no, he's not fussing at him. He's just telling him, guys, there's a new life. I taught you. I talked to you about your being a new creation. I've talked to you about being born again. I've talked to you that Christ, when he comes into you, you become a new person. But sometimes the residue of that old life doesn't let go. Sometimes we've got to pile it up like that laundry and carry it and throw it away, get it out of our lives. And sometimes, you know what? Let me tell you the most amazing thing in my house. I can go back, you know, if Dana were up here, she could tell the story a whole lot better than me. But I'm up here, so I'm going to tell the story the way I want to tell it. I can go in the bedroom and I can, you know, pick up stuff. And it's all my stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's all mine. I can pick up stuff out of the bathroom, the shower, the floor, pick up stuff and carry it and throw it away. And there's a, ah, like I said earlier, you know, the next day I can go back in there and it's back on the floor again. I don't know how that happens, but it does. And some of you guys are all looking at your wives, smiling, going, yeah, I don't know how that happens either. Well, let me tell you what's the same thing with the new nature that God's called us to live. The old nature just keeps on showing up. The old nature just keeps on uh, coming back and, and, and going, hey, remember me? Yeah, bad attitude number 44. Yeah, that's right. Remember what, remember what we were talking about? I don't remember, but, oh, remind me. Yeah, I remember. Hmm. Bad attitude's back. You know what I got to do? I got to pick that bad attitude up, and I got to take it, and I got to throw it out again because it continually comes back. So he's telling these guys, stop lying. Stop telling lies. Uh, stop. Uh, let's, let's tell our neighbors the truth. 
for we are all parts of the same body. And he says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Verse 28, he says, if you're a thief, any thieves here? Don't raise your hand. If you're a thief, he says, stop stealing. It's as simple as that. Stop stealing. He says, instead, use your hands for good, hard work, then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Any takers here? Moving on. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Verse 30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. You know what? I think that it... Have you seen that progress, those progressive commercials on TV and they say uh, something about you are not your grandparents or something like that, your parents or whatever, and the lady's got the sign. I don't remember what it says. It cracked me up because I can relate to that. It's got, you know, live life and, you know, whatever, live love and whatever it is, and the guy, she's saying it, he takes it, he throws it in the trash can. I think if you want to have some kind of a plaque, I wouldn't do this, and you can. But I'm just saying, if you want something that's plastered all over your house, have things like this, what he just said here. He says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Let's not bring sorrow to God. Let's not bring sorrow to, to the God that has good plans for your life. How do we live wisely? It's by hearing God, by doing what God said. I mean, I, I just highlighted some things. Believe me, I've got probably about, I've probably got about five more pages, but I'm not going to go through it today. You're going, now oh, that's wisdom right there. Because I know how this works. Basically, I feel like God gives us a thought, and then if we're not too careful, we run ahead. And we go, oh, got that. Let's run ahead. No, let's don't run ahead. Let's stop here just for a second. Let's stop here for the, for the, for the morning. Let's consider today, God, what are you saying to me? And I just highlighted a few things down through here. And I'll go back quickly. Verse 23, he tells us to not lie. Let's not lie. Lying is easy when nobody's going to find out, isn't it? But telling the truth sometimes, <laughs> it might make us uncomfortable. Because if I tell the truth about that, then someone's going to know I didn't tell the truth about that and that. And then it ends up taking us. So bottom line, what Paul's basically telling us here is let's live by telling the truth, but tell it in love. Tell the truth in love. Um, don't let anything control us, is what he says there in verse 26. Let's not, let's stop stealing. And I think basically we could turn that even to God. Are we stealing from God? Are you talking about giving? Well, you, maybe that came to your mind first. That's not what comes to my mind first. What comes to my mind first is my time. How much time do I give God? Or do I just give him a nod whenever I have a problem? Giving God time. I'm reading a, a, a book, a couple books. I'm reading one in particular. In this book, he's talking about today. Today is, this is the day. Actually, the title of the book is called Win the Day. And, and basically, today's the only day we have. We don't have yesterday, and we don't have tomorrow. We may never see tomorrow. I will, and you will. I believe we will. But the only thing is, is if my if my change, if my plans to start living wisely begins tomorrow, you know what that basically means? It isn't going to begin. 
because by the time tomorrow comes, it's not tomorrow, it's today, and it's going to start tomorrow. And I know I'm just kind of playing with words there. But I'm saying today is when we make a decision because it doesn't get any easier tomorrow. Today's the day of salvation. What does that mean? It means that God wants to help us change today. He wants to help us to live wisely today. There's not a person in this room. You might, you might say, well, I, I haven't really been in church as much as you or that person or those people over there. It doesn't matter. God takes you today right where you are. God loves every single person sitting here as much as he loves anybody in the world. And you might say, well, wait a minute, you know, that's a nice thing to say, but I don't really know if that's true. You might be listening online thinking I could never show up at a church. I've heard a, heard a guy say once, probably more than once, well, if I went to the church, the roof would fall down. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Because God loves you. It's not going to fall down. If it fell down, it was because it was poor construction, which it's not. But the thing is, it's not. And your life's not going to cave in because of what happened in the past. God is a God that loves you where you are, and he will walk with you out of where it is. He wants us to learn to not just live wisely for a day. He wants us to win this day by living wisely. we got to define what a win looks like. What does a win look like? Today, a win looks like, and I've, I've been writing things down for me, and everybody's got to do all this. What does a win look like for you today? Well, not to, in Australia, they use the phrase, spit the dummy. It's, it's, they, they, the, the, it's a pacifier. And when you put a baby pacifier in a baby's mouth, if they'll take one, and they just, oh, and when they're sucking on that, life is good. When they get upset, they spit the dummy, they spit the pacifier. Let's not spit the pacifier, spit the dummy. If we can basically today, you know what, I'm going to control my words. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to agree with what God's word says. But what about when the news and whenever news comes in and when information comes in, what about, you know what, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to look at God's word and say, God says that he's going to give me the desires of my heart if I will honor him, if I will live wisely. If I will trust him. And the thing is, you might say, so bottom line is I, this is kind of like I want a Cadillac. I want a Cadillac. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My thing is, when it says that God will give you the desires of your heart, some of you don't even know what the desires of your heart that God wants to put in there are. God may want to put desires in your heart that you're going, I never wanted to give generously. I never wanted to share my faith. But man, that's all I want to do now. I want to share my faith with everyone. I never wanted to read God's word. But for some reason, man, there's a burning desire inside of me. If we let God, if we learn to live wisely and allow God to begin to change our heart, you know what he'll do? He will give us the desires that he wants us to have. That's what he'll do. Today, and I'm just going to stop here. I, I'm, I have actually, I'm not going to go through the next next week, the next two verses, the next two chapters, but I was going to finish this one, and I was going to run read through five. I would ask you to do that this week. Take some time and read through four, Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 5, and do it with what does it look like to live wisely? God, how do you want me to live?